been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And it's been kind of a crazy week. We are back to work here at the college. Uh, you were just commenting to me before we started recording that you, you've never been more exhausted in the first week of school. Mental exhaustion. And, I, and I've learned, but don't worry, I've learned three out of 80 names. So oh, I'm good. well on you're, the road. You're two ahead of me because I only know one. <laughs> but that is part of the job. Let me guess whose name you know. No, I won't guess. <laughs> okay. I have a good guess, though. I'll tell you off air. All right. Name. Um... And I know we've also been promising to do our Last Jedi commentary for a long time now, and we still haven't gotten around to it. We're not going to do it today. Uh, we looked at the news and thought there's too much cool news to talk about here. We do not want to focus on The Last Jedi. We want to look forward and focus on Episode Nine, uh, and maybe some other stuff as well. But yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We're not going to go, we'll wait until some slow time, slow period in the news for Star Wars news to record both The Last Jedi and Solo, because Solo is going to be coming out next month. We, we usually do those in two halves anyway. And, well, uh, we do it in one session, then right. they release it in two halves. Right, yeah. right, right. But the but the uh, the Last Jedi is a long Star Wars movie. It is the it longest. Is really long. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's long. Like the idea that we're gonna somehow find six hours in a row to do this, <laughs> <laughs> or however long. Um, it is. The other thing I realize is that uh, as uh, anybody, I guess if anybody's uh, uh, subscribed to us on their um, iTunes podcast or whatever or podcast app, may have gotten the update I posted a few days ago about how we've now switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform, ah. uh, which it, it turns out to be a great deal. It's good distribution. It's got some fun tools that we're going to play with. One of which is, I just mentioned it off the top, uh, if you download the Anchor app, A-N-C-H-O-R, just like the thing you throw off the boat to keep you in place. Um, if you download it there's and, and follow Star Wars Nerds on Anchor, first of all, you can listen to the podcast. You can also send us voice messages, which I think is kind of cool. Ooh. So you can like go ahead and send a voice message and tell us what you think, respond to our podcasts and so if we get some of those we'll incorporate them into the podcast well, and play them i'm gonna have to learn how this works it's like taking callers it's like wisconsin you're on the air it's like it's like larry larry king right does this mean i can cancel libsyn yeah yes really it, yes it does. okay oh no not yet. we can let it roll yeah no no we... no, no, no. Uh, only because i want to make sure i just have all in the... case right well i want to have all the um all the good episodes <laughs> the handful of good episodes that we've done <laughs> no but the ones that were like the the blame society films the pablo interviews all the ones oh that yeah, the highlights, yeah yeah and our commentaries um, I want to make sure I get all of those off of Libsyn before we cancel it. That way, oh. I'll re I'm going to re-upload those to Anchor. Right on. And so those will be coming back up in the feed again, just to let people know. So don't think we're trying to foist off some old content on you. I just have to put it back into the feed. Yeah. And the only downside about Anchor, from what I can tell, is that it doesn't let you reorder the episodes. Once you upload it, you upload oh, it. Oh, yeah. So that it, it's right. like... Whatever. So anyway, that's the only so you thing. You have to upload it in the order you wish for it to appear. Yes, in other words. but yeah, no, yeah. but you can't like I can't backdate anything. Yeah. So the uh, the episode whenever we watched, uh, I guess it would have been Rogue One would have been our last mm -hmm. one. Whenever we watched that, um, that's going to come up in after this episode. Basically, see, I, sometimes when I've subscribed to a podcast, you probably had this happen too, where suddenly it'll say two hundred and eighty episodes right. of. Uh, <laughs> Steel Wars, I got that one once. I got one for the countdown, uh, the countdown movie TV reviews podcast. Yeah, uh, friends in Australia there had that yes. happen, and they said it was uh, the what were they using? I don't remember which one. They, oh, Potomatic. They're using Potomatic, and it was a screw up on there and a Potomatic's end, and they they ended up dropping them because it was a big huge screw up. Well, they lost a bunch of episodes. They wouldn't stream, yeah. and then everything came up at once. So yeah, it's like um, 
uh, every podcast I think I've listened to at a certain point has monkeyed with the hosting, and then that has thrown it into disarray, and then you get the you know, 700 back episodes. I think it happened with six pixels. And what's interesting about that is that's an ad podcast where, you know, they're supposed to be on the cusp of digital technology. And even for them, the same thing happens. <laughs> so I like, yeah, so it's yeah. it's an irritation, but I don't think there's any way around comes it. With the, comes with the territory. Right. Okay, so this week we're going to talk about Star Wars news in, the, in this week, I guess, and the last week. Uh, the biggest news has been some new casting announcements or casting stories. Mm-hmm. I should say only one of them is official yet. Right. But we have two new actors jo- joining the cast of uh, Episode Nine. So we'll start with the official one. Can I ask you something? Me? I'll be thrilled. I've been waiting. Have you ever met anywhere? No. That would be unlikely. Hmm. That look familiar, though, right? Yeah. Can't quite place it. No, I can't. Yeah, I think I know. You do? You all, everybody. You all, everybody. Uh, so this is Dominic Monaghan is now been cast in episode nine. And for those who may not be familiar with the name, you will know Dominic Monaghan as Charlie, one of my favorite characters from Lost. Mm-hmm. Not Penny's boat. Um, <laughs> also, he is uh, also better known as Mary, uh, one of the hobbits from the Lord of the Rings films. Those are his two. His name big... is Mary in the Lord. Oh, of the Pippin. Rings? Is it Mary? No, it is Mary. Yeah, Mary. 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 P- Mary How do you Pippin. spell Mary? M e r r y. Mary as in happy. Yes. Oh, I was thinking his name was Mary as Mary, in Mary, Mary Jesus quite, and Joseph. <laughs> Mary quite contrary. No, oh, yeah. um, uh, he is uh, uh, Mary and Pippin. Those are the two guys, the two hobbits who go off after Sam and Frodo go to the journey to to. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm nerding out here. Every one names. of those names I recognize, but not Mary. <laughs> Mary and Pippin meet up with the with the Ents, right? Uh-huh. Treebeard and the Ents, and they right? go off and they destroy uh, Isengard. Wow, good Come for on, you. Man. Good for you. This episode of the Lord of the Rings podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Star Wars. I have seen Lord of the Rings movies, each one once. What? That's it? I've seen them once. Oh, I've, I might have seen Two Towers twice, now that I think about I it. I watched but them But that might regularly. be the only one. Really? Every, not every year, but almost every year. Every other year, I would say. And yet, I've never seen any of the Hobbit movies. Oh, I, I don't mind them. I, I refuse to watch them. See, I actually think Lord of the Rings are a little worse than people say, and I think Hobbit is a little better than people oh, say. Oh, come on. Yeah, I do. I actually do think that. <laughs> I found the Hobbit, like, just, I mean, the Hobbit doesn't have the gravitas, and that's the problem. That's what everyone complains about, but I still enjoyed those films, particularly the first one I really quite enjoyed. People really don't like that one. No, they hate it. Yeah. I know they hate it, but I really right. enjoyed it. I've not seen it. But And, of course, I'm the biggest hater of the third Lord of the Rings right. ever, but I love Two Towers. Two Towers is great. But I will say... Uh, when I hear the flute in the Shire, I hear the flute playing, and then I see little, who is it, Frodo? It's wonderful to see you, Gandalf. <laughs> you didn't think I'd miss your uncle, Bilbo's birthday. <laughs> is it Frodo? Maybe it's Mary. Or is it Bilbo? I can't remember. At the or, beginning or of the Pippin. first, at the beginning, who's or the little barefoot f- gnome? They're all, <laughs> The little barefoot gnome. They're called gnome. hobbits. The little barefoot gnome in the in the briar. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> They're all, I, don't, I have no idea which hobbit you're probably talking about. Frodo. When I see that scene, I'm like, boy, this is, if I start watching this, this is going to take. 15 hours or okay. whatever so then that's that's why i've never rewatched them it just seems like a real huge time investment i can well i can do it in, in sittings now i can watch like a good half hour 45 minutes turn it off come back to it later oh, that's right. how i watch it so anyway so mary dominic Mon- monahan is joining mm-hmm. the cast uh i suspect this is uh he's got to play somebody on the resistance side i cannot see him playing a bad guy 
He is too nice looking. His face is very friendly and happy. Uh, Charlie was a great character in Lost. He was, mm-hmm. of course, the uh, the ex uh, uh, front man for for which band? Oh God, I don't know. Don't remember the band? I know. I don't even remember he was you the ex front man. Everybody. He's in a band, and he's a character. He's a musician, remember right? In Lost, vaguely. You, you all, everybody. Uh, Zit not, remedy? <laughs> no, no. As everybody wants something, <laughs> take uh, your money. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's uh, drive shaft. Is it drive shaft? Oh. Crank shaft? Oh shit! No, I'm not remembering. Crank shaft's the comic strip. It's about a the grumpy old man. bus driver. Anyway, I think it's drive shaft. <laughs> anyway, that's the uh, that's the band, and uh, my favorite moment in Lost, in all of Lost is the moment where he writes not Penny's boat on his hand, spoiler alert, and then dies. And that is the last thing he does before he dies is warn um, Desmond about the boat being not Penny's. They thought it was Penny's boat, but it was somebody else's. And they're being, uh, hmm. I can't remember the details. I have to rewatch Lost now. I remember virtually nothing from Lost. Oh, man, I love Everything I remember from it turned out to just be a red herring that didn't well, pay off in the end. So <laughs> it's right. not even worth talking about. That is true. Yeah. And the boat did pay off, though. All right. Did it? So there you go. So Dominic <laughs> Monaghan, thought, any other thoughts about his casting? Oh, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's an old JJ, JJ's old friends yeah, kind JJ, of thing. Was, JJ yeah. was a producer in Lost, so he's a good friends with them. So yeah. yeah, and I think I don't know. He's highly likable. Does he make the rounds at the conventions? Yeah, and I'm stuff? sure he does. does. He? Yeah, I'm sure he does uh, do quite a few conventions. He can he can live off of that Lord of the Rings stuff for life now. He doesn't need to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he'll have Star Wars under his belt as well. He's got yeah. He's got Lost. He's got uh, Lord of the Rings, and now he'll have Star Wars. So he yeah. is set as a convention guest for life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we had I think. We've never had anybody from. Oh no, we did have Gimli here a couple years ago. Right, I played Gimli. Oh, uh, that and that's huge because that's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark guy. Yes, uh, Salah. Salah. What's Salah. his name in real life? Oh, jeez, come on. Wait, oh, to know please. This? I can't believe I, I. I can't believe I can't conjure it up. Are you gonna look it up? I'm looking it up. This is ridiculous that I don't. What that I can't. You, what? How? How could you expect anything else from the Media Nerds or Star Wars Nerds podcast? Well, we cannot remember the name of some actor. I can remember all of this. The second, the second we turn on the mic, though. John Reese Davies. Oh God! See, actually, oh, I, had to, I had to write a bio ridiculous. for him as, uh, as as when I was on with uh, C4 when I was working oh. for them. So I did. I do remember uh, um, putting him him up on the website now. But and actually, we had the town of Gimli, Manitoba, contact yeah. us because they wanted to bring him out to Gimli to have Gimli visit yeah. Gimli. They thought that would, I don't think did that, that pay off. No. no, I don't think so. Oh, too bad. Anyway. Uh, so Dominic Monaghan in episode nine, I think, is uh, interesting. Um, and then the other casting uh, news, which was reported by Variety, but has not yet been announced by Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And as we learned when Pablo was here uh, for FanQuest in June, uh, things nothing is official until it is up on StarWars.com or is featured on the Star Wars show, which is how they uh, they talked about uh, Dominic uh, Monaghan today on, or this week on the Star Wars show. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the casting news is that Matt Smith... Uh, otherwise known as Prince Philip from mm-hmm. The Crown. Uh, the Crown, yeah. And he's also one of the doctors. I don't remember which doctor he is, but he is like one of the newer doctors for Doctor Who. Ah. I think he might have followed up after Christopher Eccleston. Okay. He might have been at, no, I don't remember. But he's very popular. He's one of the yeah. most popular doctors. He's the doctor that wore the fez. Uh, that was his his kind of trademark. Um, and then he walked out of the little uh, red red uh, phone booth, and he's like, haven't I seen your fez before? Ha, 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 ha. The people loved so it. The again, joke works every time. We have another kind of like well-known um, franchise actor or, or fandom actor uh, from Doctor Who. So Matt Smith, who already makes tons of appearances mm-hmm. as, as Doctor Who, now will have a Star Wars movie 
under his belt as well. Yeah. And this, but it, I mean, it's not official yet, but I think Variety's pretty reliable, so I suspect we'll hear it coming this later this month. I love that um, actor. He's very good. I mean, I, I was surprised that he was cast as Philip in The Crown, and mm. but I because I didn't buy it. I'm like, what are you what, like? How is that going to work? But he's very good. I've seen him in it, and he's very good. That, uh, he's amazing yeah. in it. I think was, did he win, or he was just nominated for I Emmys? Think, I think just nomination. But okay. the problem is that the woman who plays the queen is fantastic. And once again, I don't know. I can't Claire, Claire Foy. I know her name. Oh, way to go. Yep. Um, I just heard her on the radio. So right. incredible that um, in, a, in a show full of incredible performances – Maybe he doesn't get quite enough credit there, but he is amazing in that show. I just think he's fantastic. I loved it. And actually, I was mad uh, because The Crown is recasting every role because they're aging. They're, they're trying to uh, bring the, jump, the show. Jump forward 30 years. Right, yeah. exactly, which is which is which makes for an interesting show. But also, your favorite actors aren't going well, to return. Would you rather do that they do the old people makeup on them or what? Like, that doesn't I look don't very know, good. But I don't know, but I wasn't ready to say goodbye to that Gina cast. Davis in The League of Their Own? I mean... <laughs> Oh, no, that wasn't. That wasn't. I think that was actually not her. In an old, that was an actual woman. No, no, woman. that was Gina Davis. Was it really? Oh, and the worst battery, like Duracell battery, people makeup that you could possibly make <laughs> is horrible. <laughs> that reminds me of Primus. Remember Primus, the uh, Winona's Big Brown oh, Beaver uh, yes. uh, video. I'm just all over the place. Today. Primus, no. How, how could I forget Primus? I, that's my favorite song. They show me. that a lot on the retro video channel. Oh, I, I have love to say. that video. That was a great video. Yeah. Totally, totally jumped on that Duracell battery people. Oh, yeah. Fad. That's right. <laughs> that was, was that ever big? They showed it. Was, it, it, was, like, it was a pretty successful yeah. campaign, I think. People well, they really showed it as though it were successful, but was it actually successful? Well, it's not the, it's no, it's no bad Energizer Bunny, but, you know, yeah. it has to do with the can. Okay, so we have Matt Smith. We have Dominic uh, mm-hmm. Monaghan. Now, my question for you is, here's the deal. When we when we were kids uh, and the original Star Wars films came out, um, the there, nobody was really famous from them. They were all they all became famous from mm-hmm. being in Star well, Wars. Well, Alec Guinness was famous. Alec Guinness and, um, and Tarkin Peter Cushing. and Peter Cushing, but arguably two actors that were maybe over the hill and on their way winding down their careers and not as – like they'd been in much bigger movies. Well, maybe not Peter Cushing. He think, was kind of known for the monster movies. I also think back in the day people aged faster. I mean that's sort of one of the things that – with the Tom Cruise, Wilfred Brimley meme that's going around <laughs> or whatever. But but I do but I do think it's true that Alec Guinness um, – How like, old was Alec Guinness when he – I think he's Mark Hamill's current age in the 60, first Star Wars. And Mark Hamill's – 67-ish? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. But he looks – he looks uh, Mark Hamill looks better. For sure, yeah. And I you mean, know? talking about Tom Cruise, who's in his mid-50s yeah. now, and he's still jumping out of planes and stuff for right. Mission Impossible movies. So, um, but my question is, like, we didn't, we knew the films, we knew the actors for the films, not the films for the actors. Now we have, these days, I mean, they did a pretty good job with The Force Awakens casting relative unknowns as far as uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, who were not, you know, They'd been in stuff, but not a ton of stuff. And Oscar Isaac was like somewhat, he was getting there. He'd been in a couple of big movies, yeah. but again, somewhat I him, lower. I knew him from that HBO uh, miniseries. The, oh, um, yeah, when he was the mayor of. Uh, the, what was that called? The something. I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't remember, but I knew him from the Coen Brothers film he was in. Yeah. That other one. So he'd done, he'd done a few little things, right? So those three leads were well oh, cast. Cameo by Max von Sydow, or Sido. I've, I've been hearing both lately, but. But um, the, but these now we have um, you know we have actors like Woody Harrelson appearing mm-hmm. in Solo. Mm-hmm. We have big actors now, and we have uh, Carrie Russell, pretty big actors now that we're getting. So my question is: Are there too many stars in Star Wars? Are we going to start seeing these characters as the actors that play them? 
Well, there's been a few instances in Star Wars history where famous actors have lobbied and got into Star Wars, like like, like Sam Jackson, right? Yeah, like where that kind of. Well, I guess that's a good point. Actually, that's you're right. Actually, that's and a he's better. lobbying again. Well, not only that, but but we also had Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, yeah. and those are all huge names at the time. So oh, I guess yeah. maybe I'm not. Maybe this is nothing. Those that's too many stars in Star Wars. This is okay. They just want the right person for the job. Really, it's, it would appear that that's what they're that's what they're aiming to do, and they're and they're choosing from a stable of excellent actors based on the role I think that they're supposed to play. Have you seen the thing going around? Dave Bautista from uh, Guardians from Guardians of the Galaxy wants to be in Star Wars. Apparently, so says the thing. Although he oh, says, man. although he recently said he's not enjoying working for Disney, and I'm not sure how that would help if he went to go work. That's true. On a Star the same yeah. no, he's, he was very upset about the James Gunn decision. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could see it. Like, I would have said, a, year, a couple months ago, I would have said no way because it would just be Drax mm -hmm. in Star Wars. But then I saw the, I finally saw the Blade Runner uh, oh. a movie, and he was good in that. In fact, he was, for me, one of the best parts like, of that, that movie. That scene is a great yeah. scene with him. And I never would have, having watched him as a wrestler uh, yeah. for years, uh, when I was back, back when I was into wrestling, I would never have called that, that he could be a, a decent actor. So... Who knows? But and I'm I, not even sure if that story is true. But he, uh, the story says that he has, in fact, auditioned for a couple Star Wars movies, and in both cases, did not get the roles that he auditioned for. So who knows? You know. But but that's the kind of thing where I mean, if he's fighting with Disney, I don't know. I don't think. No, I don't no, think. No. I, don't I think it's that too probably won't happen. That might have happened before Drax, yeah. like like when he was still kind of breaking into the acting, because he would like. I think if he did it now, he probably would get it if he was not fighting with Disney. Um, but before he was cast as Drax, nobody really took him seriously as an right, actor. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I just think I worry that, you know, I mean, that being said, I think Woody Harrelson was very, very good in Solo. I kind of liked seeing him in Solo. But um, I just hope they are casting the right people for this and not looking for, you know, a, a, somebody who's going to bring in a new audience or anything like that. Like, I hope mm -hmm. that's not a consideration at all. Because right. I, I really do just want them to make a good movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, I mean, that's what, that's what it's all about. And and I think because I think when the third movie comes out and we rewatch this trilogy, my, what concerns me isn't really the actors. Okay. What concerns <laughs> me are the missed opportunities with the with the um, existing cast. And we already know that those missed opportunities, some of some of them will be missed forever based on a certain actor that we love who died. And uh, and never to be done again uh, in a convincing way anyway. And and, we, a, and the other actor who's not who did not die but his character died is in Harrison Ford. Like we're right. not gonna see him again. So right. So that to me, when we watch this final trilogy, I think the holes in this trilogy, and I hate to say it, but I think that those it'll be some of those decisions they made very early on. Um, not to mention some of the paths not taken that appear to be laid out in the Forest Awakens. Like some of the things that looked like they were important and then ultimately, and then ultimately ended up meaning nothing in the overall scheme of things, which is why I think part of why Ryan Johnson edited the film, like the way part of edited JJ's film for him by taking out a bunch of the characters, right? But I think, do you think there's some of those JJ might be able to take back? Like, yeah, Kylo could have been lying about Ray's parents. That's a, that's completely plausible that he would yeah. have, or he would have been mistaken. Or I actually mistaken. hope that that's the case because it just seems like such a, like, such a wussy way to go like you're no one you're nothing and you're and you're just kind of like oh okay i believe you <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, does, it doesn't see it didn't seem convincing but but it also seemed like um like it was i think people did believe it at first because mm -hmm. you know the other only other example we have to go on is darth vader telling luke 
that he's his father. And, and like you said, you said before, you didn't believe that when, mm-hmm. when it happened in the theater, but it turned out to be true. So we mm-hmm. assume that this is true because it's Kyle. It's the same kind of thing. It's Kylo Ren telling Ray that her parents were nobodies. Um, but I, but nothing about the last Jedi is conventional. Nothing about it is, uh, is like traditional star Wars, uh, and I think that's deliberate. I think that movie stands out as something that's just kind of pushes the boundaries of what of what a Star Wars movie is. I yeah. had a student come up to me. I mentioned in Star Wars. Uh, sorry, I mentioned Star Wars class. No, I mentioned in radio class that I was a Star Wars fan. I might have plugged our podcast. I can't remember. Um, and then a student came up to me at the end and said, so did you like The Last Jedi? And of course, I know the, as soon as somebody asks you that question, you know, the, the answer is when I say my answer, they're going to be like, yeah, no, I didn't like it. So that that's like. No, I, got, I, I didn't get into it. But what, you I got a say? funny punchline for okay. you on that story. So I'm in class and a young student comes up to me and he says, what do you think of Last Jedi? And I'm I go and I way. said, are you the guy that asked Dan? He went, oh, the words on the street or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like <laughs> two times thwarted. <laughs> so I, did, I said, and basically what I said was, and, I, and it's true, but I like Last Jedi. I like Solo a little better. Yeah, more but more than a little better, I'd yeah. say. I just found Solo to be s- such fun to watch all the way through, and just I just got caught up in it. Whereas Last Jedi, yeah, I was thinking a lot during Last Jedi. I was like thinking of behind the scenes things from time to time. Beyond next December, December twenty nineteen, we don't know what's coming as far as films. They've mm-hmm. not announced, other than saying that Ryan Johnson has a trilogy and the the Game of Thrones producers have a trilogy. That's it. They've Ryan, not announced anything. Ryan Johnson confirmed on his Twitter account he is still working on that trilogy. Yeah, that was a rumor flying around yeah. this week. Come on, people. Oh. Like, it just, ah, it just drives me nuts. I never believe that stuff, ever. When they say stuff like, oh, we're scaling back the so- the Ben Kenobi films. I'm like, they never announced the Ben Kenobi. Like Pablo said, they never announced it. It was never something that was official. I think so. Variety and Hollywood Reporter have a good accuracy record. They're good. Yeah, uh, they've got they've got insiders for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and they don't, and they're 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 more believable than most of the most of the stuff that you see. So if things did get canceled, we know they got canceled from those news outlets because but, they probably had. But so good. far, nothing has been canceled. No. Uh, did you hear the other rumor this week that, uh, or actually, it was uh, two weeks ago? I should say, episode nine will be two parts. I heard that one. Yeah. That's what do you think re- of that? No. It won't. Be. Why would they do that? That's It'd be stupid. ridiculous. Can't you fit? You can fit a movie into t- if it can be as long as the Last Jedi. Yeah. You can fit it into one movie. Don't make this Harry Potter or uh, or Sheesh. Infinity War. Um, or what was the other one with the werewolves? That uh, piece Twi- of garbage. Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. That, those part are cases, A, part B, part for, C. For Twilight and Harry Potter, they took a book, a single book, and turned that into two movies. Right. Which I can see. And, and Harry Potter actually made kind of sense the way that book went and even like something like it the book it Mm -hmm. uh they're splitting that into two movies and again that makes sense because there are two distinct Mm -hmm. time periods in that book but for me like there's no reason to make the third film a two-parter because then it's not a trilogy it's a quadrilogy or whatever you want to call it quadrilogy and if Star Wars is, if nothing else, consistent in that they release these movies in threes, mm-hmm. right? They have the saga films, the first trilogy, second trilogy, third trilogy. Now, this might be the last trilogy. We don't know what's coming. The point is, they will have done five films uh, when this is, one comes out, and I think that they're going to take a break from there and to see what happens. I think they've, they've, they've uh, experimented a lot in this mm-hmm. last, like the... Saga films have been the safe films. You could say they experimented with Rogue One. They experimented with Solo, so those... Some might say we're failed experiments. I mean, certainly the the solo box office indicates that 
you know, th- th- we'd say it's a failure. I don't think it is because I think it's a good movie, but people seem to be judging it based on its box office take, which is, I don't think is fair. Um, but I'm wondering what they're going to do next, if they're going to continue having standalone films or, or they're, they're going to do trilogies. We mm-hmm. know they're going to do at least one series of films that's been mm-hmm. announced. So I'm just wondering what that's going to look like. I don't know. I mean, that's what's good. That's what's going to be interesting at this point to see sort of where this all goes. I also, I think though, for for um for solo not doing as well as they thought, I think a lot of that also has to do with like the old habit forming behavior where people weren't used to going to see one then. Oh, that definitely a little bit of weaker marketing yep, yep. for sure. And I would also say just an overall weakening in terms of the movie business now. Where I I, I even find among our students talking about movies, um, they 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 will have seen them once they're available, like either illegally. Or, or available for rent or whatever. Then uh, um, on the iTunes, theaters. but it's less of a like when I see somebody tweeting about a, going to see a movie, it's usually like a couple of our most die-hard kind of movie cinema fans in the class, and it's not usually just you know, it's, not, it's not as regular as it used to be. Um, I I read a report somewhere that said that this year was a, a good year for Hollywood as far as sales go. Like well, was, ticket prices up. are higher oh. too. <laughs> yeah, like true. like so, it doesn't. They don't need it to be like it used to be to be successful. But I just think like back in the day, like the lineups for Titanic, even right, like they, they I mean, that was a that was a juggernaut film. We already had home video then. But that was like the classic, we need to see it in the theater. That's what James Cameron's so good at. He did it for Avatar, too, where it was sort of like the la- like giant, we need to see it here. That was crazy. That was yeah. the last time I remember yeah. experiencing that. Like these days, even with the Star Wars films, you don't get that kind of. No. I went to see Avatar three times in the theater. Oh, yeah. And I cannot believe I went to see it three times in the theater. And the third time, it's funny because I was working at um, I was working at McKim at the time. Mm-hmm. It was at the agency. And one of my clients, who was an older gentleman, and certainly not the kind of person I think would think he was like a businessman kind of guy, mm-hmm. not the kind of person I would assume would go to a, a fantasy space movie like <laughs> Avatar. And guess who I run into as I'm leaving the theater and he's going in? I'm like, oh, you're here to see them? Like, yeah, I heard it was good. And I'm like, you know, you just have this. But I, I did it every t- single time I went to that movie, I ran into people I knew, and it was packed every single time. Like, people would just keep going and going to that movie. And, yeah. and it's not a good movie. Like, yeah. you, like there, you cannot make an argument for that film being good, other yeah. than the special effects and the 3D, which were, I guess, groundbreaking at the well, time. I think I saw it twice in the theater and once on video, and that was good. I never really wanted to watch it again after that. But I don't think, I mean, even when the new Avatar movie comes out, although he's so smart that he'll probably find some way to <laughs> to make it. It'll be underwater, right? I think that's what he said. Is that what it's going to be? Well, I that think, would be good because he does good underwater stuff. Well, just that. see that's see what I'm talking about? Like, just, you know, there's no fandom for Avatar. It doesn't exist. There's no, <laughs> like, there's no, like, you don't see somebody dressed like an, one of those Avatar creatures any, ever at any kind of uh, convention. I, you're gonna see it though. When that comes back, you'll start seeing those, those guys cosplay come back. But it's like Mission Impossible. There's no fan. I'm doing it. I'm doing this this Halloween. I'm gonna dress up like uh, like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I'll just do that. I'll be like, I don't even know what I would wear. Well, you, <laughs> what well, you wear? Crutch, black... crutches and a cast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no. He wears like a black bulletproof vest and whatever. No, it's it's funny. You're right. There's no there is no uh, hold a I'll sign saying I do my own stunts. That's right. Since that's all anybody cares about. Um, but yeah, I think that I, I guess you're right about the whole theater thing. I think that um, I mean, I think the, obviously these movies will still continue to do well. I saw an interesting tweet the other day where somebody said, 
I would love for Lucasfilm to open up the Star Wars universe to smaller independent directors and have something, and we've talked about this, I think, a little bit in the past, where we'd like to see other types of genres come out of this universe, not just space, big special effects, war, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's got to be something else to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that there there is an opportunity for that. I don't know if they're going to do that anytime soon, but maybe in the next period, they'll allow some sort of experimental film to come out that will, either if it does well or not, who cares? We'll see how people like it. That's right. Gonna, what they're doing here right exactly maybe michael moore will make a star wars film <laughs> that'd be interesting wouldn't it so that would be good yes yeah he could stick it to trump in a star no, wars he, format. he would be like he'd be like on the death star walking up to the the empire emperor's uh, throne room <laughs> so can i need i need to talk to the guy in charge here Who's oh, that'd in charge? Be hilarious i've got two stormtroopers here who have faulty armor and they want to return their <laughs> armor to you Oh, that's, right. that's good right? stuff. They, they could do that. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, be, that's a parody. That's a good parody for sure. It needs to, and the perfect time to, would be uh, when Michael Moore's new movie comes out next uh, September. The, okay. Like in, a, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Boy, who can we get to do that? <laughs> we need to find them. That's funny. Uh, what else? Oh, there was a, um, a new featurette launched this week to promote mm-hmm. Resistance, yes. Star Wars Resistance, which is the new cartoon. And then, oh, we also had a trailer, I think, maybe since the last time we did an episode. Yeah. A trailer for Resistance, um, and it's coming out next week, I believe. It's September 7th is the date. But that's in the States on Disney Channel. I don't know when we're going to see it on XD here in Canada. I wouldn't be surprised if it was concurrent. I, I hooked up. I re- re-hooked up the children's channels did last you? week. I did, because... Uh, um, we honestly, my kids don't watch them very much, mm-hmm. but though actually there was one show, my, my youngest, uh, Luke loves a show called Steven universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, he was watching these clips on YouTube and I'm like, well, let's just hook it back up so you can watch the whole show because they only have certain like one or two minute clips on there and he wants to watch the whole episode. Right. Like, we'll just hook it back up. So we get, uh, we got all the, all the shows, Disney, Disney XD and all that other stuff. So we'll see if it comes back on, but I have to say, I was surprised at the style of animation. Anime. Well, it's not just anime, but it's like this style where the characters look like they're backlit. Um, yeah. And there's a, like a definite line separating them from the background. It's similar to a show called Slug Terra, uh, which some people hmm. may be feeling. The, the premise of this show is that people shoot slugs out of guns. And <laughs> then what happens? Oh, and that's when the fun begins. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, it's obviously that that's a show that's designed to sell toys because they sell these toys. Oh, do they? Yeah, that's right. That shoot slugs? Slug. Well, they're plastic little foam slugs or whatever, but that's the that's the gimmick. Slugs I as in the little creatures that live in in yep. gardens. Susceptible to salt. Okay, as opposed to. All you have to, to do is come in there with a salt shaker and they're done. As opposed to Doug and the slugs. That's right. As opposed to Doug and the <laughs> slugs. Canadian reference. Making it work. Um, so then um, that, but the anime is still, the style, uh, although I'm surprised by it, still looks good. It looks like a cool style of animation. Um, the ships look really cool. It seems to be, the premise of the show seems to be uh, a young, um, you know, wisecracking pilot. We've never seen one of those before in Star Wars. Never seen uh, it. <laughs> um, uh, has to go undercover to infiltrate the First Order. And this is definitely happening. We have Poe in this one. We have BB-8 in this one. So it's post Return of the Jedi. It's got to be within a couple of years of The Force Awakens because mm-hmm. Poe looks the same. So right. it can't be like a couple of years after Jedi. It's still got to be mm-hmm. within like five years of The Force Awakens. So, mm-hmm. uh, But this guy's got to go undercover and it looks like it's speeder. It's like speeder racing, that kind of thing. It's like he's a racer and they've got a race and there's a circuit and he's got kind of a team. It's called Team Fireball. <laughs> and one of the guys who does the voice of I think the alien is uh, Big Head from Silicon Valley. Oh, that's great! Oh, he's so funny. And I'm like, when I saw him, like, oh, that that guy is like one of my favorite characters in Silicon Valley. So, but it's a completely different character because he is a a fun, happy alien as opposed to like a dim witted. 
right. person that he plays in, uh, in Silicon Valley. But I think it looks good. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Luke is pretty excited about it as well. He seems good. to be interested in it. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Mike, who listens to the podcast. Hey, Mike. And he, um, was, he was saying that we we're talking about this. And I said, you know, it's interesting how they make these they make these cartoons for kids. It's a kids cartoon. It's not there's no uh, it's not trying to pretend to be anything else. Um, but yet a bunch of us 40 something year old guys are into it and there will be like countless people analyzing it and talking about it on social media after every episode, which is what happened with Rebels and it will continue to happen with this and looking for any type of clue as a as to what's going to happen in episode 9. There's going to w- be a lots of scrutiny in this one. I would suggest to you that 90% of the toy sales are now like 40-year-old men. Oh, for sure. Because I don't see that's who I see in Star Wars at well, the Star uh, Wars uh, section of any toys including Toys R Us which we still have. And by by the way, uh when I mentioned that I thought Toys R Us would get more toys, uh Toys R Us Canada would get more toys because of the US. I think it finally hit like a couple oh, of weeks ago, because I went there, they had everything. They had the the Minban Trooper, which uh, was an exclusive. They had the little Porg Star Wars Black, which I'd never actually. How much seen is that? Of. It's seven bucks. It's like a cheap, okay. but it's funny. It's actually a real funny idea. I didn't realize how funny it was. It's a t- it's like about the size of a box of chiclets, maybe a little bit bigger, and they've shrunk down the font of the Star Wars Black. Uh, logo and everything, so it's almost it's so small you can barely so it looks read to it. Scaled, as, yeah, to yeah. Okay. It's like they shrunk the whole thing down. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was such a comical. Because they know people keep it in the box, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So they had they had lots, they had lots of stuff, lots of exclusives, and stuff that I know people in the U.S. are just like are dying to find. But I think it's just because they need to they need to do something with this stock. You know, I haven't done any research into this, but I wouldn't be surprised if we found that the Sales of stuff like action figures and dolls was mm-hmm. down as opposed oh, yeah. to 20 years ago or 30 oh, yeah. years ago because my kids never play with that stuff. They play with yeah. all kinds of toys. They have toy lightsabers they play with. They have, you know, obviously bikes and sporting equipment and that kind of stuff. But they have, other than the, the Star Wars black figures that you gave them, mm-hmm. um, and they played a little bit with that, but they don't like they don't when I was a kid, I had G.I. Joe's and I would set up big things and have pretend battles. They don't do that kind of stuff with those figures. They play with the toys in different ways. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. And we don't buy a lot of those things. So I wouldn't be surprised if, um, yeah, kids aren't buying that stuff. No, I think that's true. I think it's true. I think the, the they, they might buy. And them. they're more expensive too. Oh man! Okay, so yeah. like, like when I was a kid, a Star Wars figure is five bucks. The, the tech stuff is what's big now. So the mm-hmm. little remote control BBA, that's something that sure. my kids would like to see. Um, yeah, five bucks for it. I mean, yeah, that was the those were the days. You didn't know anything was going to be valuable, so you took it out of the box and played with it. And yeah. man, would that be worth a lot of money now. Yeah, is that funny? <laughs> I didn't have a lot of Star Wars toys as a kid. I had mostly G.I. Joe's. I had a couple of Star Wars toys. I have tons, and I even have some photographs from when I was a kid, like photographs I took yeah. myself with my I've... parents' camera for insurance purposes <laughs> so, I could, so I could get the picture. Are you so serious I, for insurance uh, purposes? For, I don't think so, but I, it almost looks like it. It looks like <laughs> uh, I must have photographic. Like, I don't know what this I was This is thinking. what I had when, uh, right. before our house burned down, and now I must get it all replaced. Yeah, I think <laughs> – I don't think I was actively thinking that, but when you look at the photos, it's like maybe I was. I don't know. But you look at some of the stuff, and I, you can actually see – like I actually have a record where you can see like, oh, the first three figures I had were Luke, Chewie, and R2-D2. And they're standing with a, next to an R2-D2 model, which was one of the first things. So I actually – you can actually see how it all sort of came out. And I must have collected that stuff 
Like, I probably only took a break between 30 and 40. Between 30 and 40. <laughs> That's like my only break in Star Wars collect. Oh, and even then, probably not, actually. Well, what? how old were you when the prequels came out? Oh, my God. I remember telling somebody how old I was, and we both died laughing because like, we, like we realized it was unbecoming for people our age to stand in line for this. No, but, you, but well, you're about 10 years older, so you would have uh, been in your 30s. Let's see. When did uh, Phantom Menace? 99? 99, yeah. He's doing the I was math. 32. He's doing the math, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? And I said to my friend, I'm going to be a 32-year-old man standing in line for Star Wars. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, this is the worst. That's, we you, laughed. Were not, you were not alone. No, but then we laughed. But now I'm a 50-year-old man, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what? I stopped doing stand-up when I thought it was unbecoming. You know so when, <laughs> so when, <laughs> But you're still, you're still not there for Star Wars toys. Um, actually, and it's funny because this actually plays off of that of, as far as the, the age of the Star Wars fan being older. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this came to me through uh, Chris Shipman, our friend Chris Shipman sent me this. and probably sent it to you on Instagram as well. But Disney's announced that uh, part of the Star Wars Galaxy Edge Park that's going to be opening next year at Disneyland and Disney World will include a cantina, Oga's Cantina. And mm-hmm. so they're going to recreate. It's not going to be a recreation of the, the Moss Eisley or the other or Moss's uh, Cantina, but something else entirely. And But it's going to be a functioning cantina with drinks, alcoholic drinks and everything. So we can go yeah. there and get smashed at, uh, at Oga's Cantina. Uh, it sounds awesome, you know, i got to say. He sent that to me too. And I'm glad you mentioned our frequent guest, Chris Schiffman, because he also sent us a message about his wedding social. Oh, we should plug that which for is, sure. Which is on September 22nd. And I can't go because uh, someone having a birthday that's all i'm gonna say shut up no cards or gifts please um uh, uh but, shut up, but this is where this is where, this is where i say that uh, to chris schiffman i'm happy to give you the money for a ticket well, not only that, but, but i can't go but, but i'm happy um, to to provide you with the financial backing of one ticket but i would also suggest that anybody in winnipeg who uh is interested in star wars and listens to this podcast he is giving away as one of his st- social prizes the the big speeder the big land speeder oh, toy so good. he got it on sale at target and uh and it's awesome and if i had it kids, is awesome if i had kids Younger, my, my, my oldest is my youngest is probably a little bit too old for it, but if my kids are around five years old or so, I would absolutely go in all in for this prize. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to the social as well. But I, I just would say, like, he is, he's a fan and he knows his stuff and he's got some great prizes going on. And I'm sure he's going to have lots of fun things happening at the social as well. So definitely check out, uh, you can, you can find Chris at C Shifty on Twitter and just message him and I'm sure he'll be able to get you some tickets. Yeah, exactly. He did, yeah, he did copy on me on that message. As I forgot, well. I forgot to uh, respond to it. I just remembered it now when you mentioned his name. And that's <laughs> yeah. why I was like, I'm happy. Chris, I'm gonna give you the money for that ticket, there we but go. don't you don't need to bring them here because I can't go. So um, so so, uh, or, but you can come and collect your money. <laughs> now you this like. going back to the cantina. This is the first time. So this is gonna be in Disneyland, and I hope to visit it next summer when we go to Disneyland. Uh, it's the first time alcoholic beverages will be sold in Disneyland ever. Never been. They are available in Disney World in different mm-hmm. places in Disney World, but not at Disneyland. And I, I it surprises me that it's been this long, but. I guess they have to get with the times. Like there are adults, there are people without kids who go to Disneyland a lot. Actually, a, a lot of kids, people who grew up with Disney and love Disney, so they should start, you know, making some money off those people. I just thought of, a, I thought of a, a billion dollar idea just now: the Finding Nemo Drink Like a Fish <laughs> bar. Well, people who were kids when Finding Nemo came out might be old enough for that now. Right, that's an early two thousands movie. They're in the ballpark. Yeah, what pretty are, close. That must probably a twenty one drinking age there. Hey, I guess so. Yes, that would be the case. Yeah, they're yeah. not all. Can, they're not like in Canada where we start drinking uh, early in the cold 17, winters. Sixteen years. We old. have an earlier harvest. So uh, 
That's why, that's why Thanksgiving's in October. That's right. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I'm looking forward to going here and checking out the, I'm sure they'll have lots of fun drinks. They'll have yeah. some blue milk. They'll have other kinds of stuff, like themed drinks. And it says here that the uh, music will be provided, provided by a familiar face, RX24, the former droid pilot featured in the Star Tours attraction before its 2011 update. So I don't I don't know this one. Many, many people who did go previous to 2011 might know this droid. There is a droid that runs that ship. I went on Star Tours two years ago when I went to Disney World, and it's a different droid now. Oh, I think I think C-3PO is in it, actually. C-3PO is your host hmm. now. That was the old... Okay, now, now I remember. So anyway, um, so you have that, and uh, and what did they say here? They, oh, they had another article. I had um, more information about Oga, about the owner of the of the cantina, who is an alien. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some great animatronics in there and maybe some character actors and stuff. I bet it's going to be... So you know what they do, hey, for... Um, for dining at Disney, uh, they have these character restaurants. So you can either go eat with the schlubs over in uh, what's the Frontierland? <laughs> in Frontierland, where the they have the, actually it was pretty good. Mexican. Country Bears Jamboree. Yes, yes, exactly. It was right beside that. Yeah, and uh, it was actually pretty good Mexican food, but it was very like you know get a meal for ten bucks kind of thing. It was not like right. expensive, but the the expensive restaurants are the are the. Um, character restaurants and that's where you get to book in advance because these things fill up fast <laughs> and you sit down and there's like Winnie the Pooh and Mickey and all the characters come around and the kids love it and they have a lot of fun and that's like an experience unto itself it's like 50 at least 50 bucks a person I have no idea how much it is but it's super expensive so I imagine this is probably going to be in that category of experience people are going to want to have to book in advance you can't just walk into the cantina and look for a, a ship to get off tattooing you know yeah like exactly so anyway yeah, that'll be good. I mean, once again, um, being able to drink at Disney World, that's kind of a funny thing. That that's never happened. Is it World or Land, by the way? Is it's, it bo- well, this is Land. World has allowed drinking. And, in fact, World oh, had World okay. was famous for having um, Pleasure Island in the 80s. <laughs> Pleasure Island? I, I've actually done a lot of research on this. I got into this YouTuber who ma- makes informational videos about um, – oh, sorry. sorry oh, whoa, that was you? Yeah, okay. I, fiddled, I fiddled with your – I yeah. thought the mic died, but it was, in fact, my earphone. Sorry, go ahead. Is it good now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of research into this. I, I follow a YouTuber called Rob Plays who makes kind of informational videos on mm-hmm. on Disney, everything Disney. And so he talked about Pleasure Island, which was Disney's attempt to get into the club scene in the 80s. And so there was. it's now called Disney Springs. And I've been there, and it's awesome. I went to Disney Springs when we were there. And it's like a nice little shopping district, re- district restaurants, all kinds of stuff there. Uh, there's a Cirque du Soleil show there. Um, but they did have in the 80s a bunch of, a bunch of differently themed clubs uh, where where adults could go and party all night, and you know in in the true '80s style, and uh, and it was a complete failure. Oh. So they <laughs> did not last. Uh, but at Disneyland, they have not had any alcoholic beverages. Huh. So I don't know. I guess they don't want people getting hammered at Disneyland. I understand that completely. It kind of messes with the aesthetic of the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yet, yet all those long lines don't. <laughs> no, because they hide it. They hide the lines. Right. They have it like. They have it inside, and mm-hmm. it's like winding in and around the inside the building, so this, the aisles are clear of people. That's how it is. So the, the, the lineups are not visible from the street, so to speak. Hmm. They know what they're doing. The last time I was in Disney World, I was in grade four. Yeah, so it's changed a lot. So since yeah, then. I got a picture with Robin Hood, the fo- the Fox Robin Hood. Cool. Uh, there, yeah, I love exactly. That movie. It's me and my sister, and then a little kid photobombed us by mistake and is cr- walking in front of us in the photo. <laughs> 
<laughs> see, that was that was when you could just like see them walking down the street and ask them for a photo, right? right? Yeah, no, now you have spots, character spots. So the character hangs out there and people line up to see to get their photo taken with the character. It doesn't doesn't cost anything, but you have to line and wait in line for a long time. Really? So they'll have like and they do it like here's and the, the funny part is that you'll see the character walking through the park, but they've got like a security detail. <laughs> so the kids don't stop them so they can make their way from the building to the spot and back. It's like seeing a celebrity. People are like, hi, Mickey. And they get all excited to see Mickey. And then Mickey's like, thanks, got to go by. And he just takes off and he goes to a spot <laughs> and then you wait in line. But it's I mean, it, it, that being said, it is a good interaction. Once you get to the front of the line, they mm-hmm. do interact and say hi and and that kind of stuff. But it is it is a wait. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's my security detail. They've got an entourage. Oh God! Hey, they could redo um, the Bodyguard movie. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner must protect Mickey Donald Mouse. Duck. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. That's awesome. He carries him in the final scene. It'd be beautiful, beautiful thing. All right, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's I gotta it. get the music. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, oh, I forgot what I'm doing here. <laughs> music cue in. Here we go. Ah, there it is. <laughs> it's the end of the week. I'm tired. Me too. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds <laughs> Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. That's no moon. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Now I am the master. I'm taking an awful risk.